Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, August 29th. And we start with local news. Roy Brooks, a former Columbia firefighter who was terminated last year from the city, allegedly responded during an active shooter situation at Columbia Central High School on May 3rd, wearing tactical gear and carrying an AR-15 rifle. A true bill of indictment was returned by a grand jury on the charge of carrying a weapon on school property, a Class E felony, according to District Attorney Brent Cooper. Columbia Police Chief Jeremy Alsub confirmed to Main Street Murray he saw a video of Brooks on site and around Columbia police officers, but that he was not an authorized member of any local response team. Alsub said the reason Brooks was not arrested immediately is neither he nor his team deemed Brooks to be a threat and were concerned more about the safety of the students and staff in the school building. In a YouTube video posted two years ago on the city's website, Brooks can be seen training with the special response unit in similar tactical gear. When I was alerted that Brooks was here, I spoke with the sheriff, other chiefs around, and with the EMS director where he worked, and he was not there representing any of those people, Chief Alsup said. According to the city's website, the SWAT team's purpose is to complement the department's total service program by providing for the deployment and use of specialized equipment and tactics when necessary to contend with unusual and high-risk situations that cannot be effectively handled by normal operations. This unit will provide efficient and effective law enforcement service to the community by providing highly trained and motivated personnel schooled in the use and deployment of special weaponry and advanced tactics. Among that special weaponry is an AR-15 rifle. Post-termination, Brooks told Main Street Murray he was being treated for post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety. His personnel records indicate he did take additional leave time under the Family and Medical Leave Act through the 1st of June 2022, but was terminated before the end of the leave. He appealed his termination to the city's Civil Service Board, where the board found sufficient evidence to uphold his termination. Columbia Central Principal Dr. Michael Steele learned about the unauthorized person on site on August 22nd, which prompted him to question district leadership as to why he was not given that information beforehand. Why are we finding out in August that a guy with a white t-shirt and khaki pants brought an AR-15 to my school? Steele, a Marine and former law enforcement officer, asked. I'm not a cop anymore. If I brought a loaded weapon into the school, I would go to jail, he said. Murray County Superintendent Lisa Ventura first told Columbia Central High School teachers at a meeting last Friday morning about the incident and Brooks's potential involvement, leaving several staff and administrators perplexed with the lack of communication. Superintendent Ventura said when she was alerted to the fact in May an unauthorized person may have been on campus, she immediately turned over the information to the Sheriff's Department. Ventura told Main Street Murray on why she did not alert administration, I didn't want to create mass hysteria. The only people who knew were my chief of security and his supervisor, she said. Principal Steele was suspended without pay by the district following the meeting for allegations of policy violations, which Steele says were conveyed as creating a hostile working environment. Protecting my staff and students trumps any disciplinary action that would come my way and always will, Steele said. Brooks was booked into the Murray County Sheriff's Office on Friday on a $10,000 surety bond. 
Neighbors of the Murray County Fairgrounds might be accustomed to the roar of tractor pulls during the first weekend in September, but horses winning may be a new experience. The rodeo returns for its second year at the fair and will be the arena event on Thursday night, beginning at 6.30 p.m. This year is the first time the rodeo was organized by locals. The Murray County Fair and Exposition will run August 31st through September 4th, bringing family fun with a lineup of livestock shows, carnival rides, and a thrilling series of back arena events. This year's specialty act for the Murray County Fair's Bulls, Barrels, and Bronx Night will be a team of capuchin monkey cowboys called Team Ghost Riders, who ride border collies and herd sheep in the arena. Each evening will feature an arena event, Friday is the tractor pull, where three classes of tractors and one truck class will compete for a full pull. Motocross, an off-road motorcycle race presented by Southern Supercross MX Racing, will headline the arena on Saturday. Both Sunday and Monday nights will see the Junk Car Jump and Run event. The rodeo is taking the place of the monster truck show that has made the arena line up in years past. Carnival rides will be in abundance, courtesy of Kissel Entertainment, and Sevier County Aviation will return with helicopter rides above the fairgrounds. For tots who aren't quite big enough for the carnival rides but still looking to enjoy the fair, the Kid Zone will be making a reappearance with science shows and animal exhibits aplenty. The fair is host to five livestock shows, including dairy, beef, sheep, goat, and poultry. Murray County UT Agriculture Extension plays a leading role in organizing the livestock shows. Line dancing, both traditional and soul, can be found in the Senior Citizens Building on Friday and Saturday nights, as well as Zumba and Tai Chi on Saturday afternoon. Here's the information you need to know about the fair. Fair gates open Thursday and Friday at 4 p.m., Saturday at noon, Sunday and Monday, 2 p.m. The Midway opens Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 2 p.m., and Sunday and Monday at 3 p.m. Admission for the fair on Thursday will be $10 for both adults and children. On Friday, it's $10 for adults, $5 for children. Saturday and Sunday, $12 for adults and $5 for children. Three-day passes are available online. A child's three-day pass is $12. An adult three-day pass is $25. The fair is free for veterans, first responders, and children under six. Tickets and passes are available at the gate and in advance at the Murray County Fair website at www.murraycountyfair.com. The website also features the fair book with more information about each event. Yesterday, Columbia Academy updated their campus safety measures. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy met with head of school Dr. James Thomas and others on the campus to learn more about what new safety measures and equipment were put into place. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This morning I'm out at Columbia Academy. I'm with Dr. James Thomas, who is the head of Columbia Academy. And we've just heard uh, an announcement of some new safety equipment here for Columbia Academy. It includes uh, automatic external defibrillators, the kind of thing they bring on when somebody is having a, a heart attack, that kind of thing. And it also includes these very fancy, I mean, fancy and comprehensive uh, trauma backpacks which are large and contain a lot of things they've got labels on them as to what's inside and can be carried as backpacks to trauma as it may occur Uh, dr thomas this is a big deal 
we're very excited about this, Delk. We appreciate you coming and being here today. Uh, our director of security is Ben Jones, and he has overseen this. And uh, they mentioned that we had some funding uh, from the state for security measures, and this is how we're using some of this. So we're uh, really happy that we already had uh, AEDs and trauma kits on campus, but this is going to expand them greatly so we can have them very readily available if these emergencies arise. So we're just happy to be prepared, and I'm thankful for uh, Ben Jones and his leadership in making this happen. Well, let's talk with Ben Jones. Now, Ben, I understand you are head of security here at Columbia Academy. You uh, previously worked in law enforcement. Uh, You're now head of security. You and two others uh, are armed uh, here on campus for security, but, but you do a lot more than that. What will you do with this new equipment? Um, thank you for coming today. Um, so all this new equipment will be used to spread out across campus. If you've never been to our campus before, it's a very large, sprawling campus. So these will make resources available in case we have an emergency and we can get those resources deployed that much quicker and respond to those emergencies and treat people with whatever they need because these supplies right here cover a wide variety of things that may happen anywhere from minor scrapes and boo-boos to compound fractures to other massive traumas that we might need to treat immediately before EMS, ambulance, and first responders can get here. Yeah, and it's my understanding you already had automatic external defibrillators here on campus, as well as first aid kits. Uh, But these will uh, supplement what you already have and make uh, these resources more accessible, correct? That's correct. Um, Some of our buildings are rather large, so this will allow us to have multiple AEDs per building, so one per floor, as well as when we have uh, practices outside, recesses, classes outside, when those people are outside their classrooms and farther away from the resources we have in the buildings, they'll have uh, AEDs much closer and can get them uh, much quicker than normally would be. And it's my understanding that it will be the responsibility of you and your security staff to uh, educate, train, all of the teachers and staff here at Columbia Academy on this and the other safety equipment which is available and safety procedures, correct? That is correct. There's a handful of us that are CPR certified in teaching CPR, first aid, AD, EpiPens, and we get um, try to have 100% compliance of all of our staff that have been here for over one year um, where they're certified to deploy the AEDs, uh, treat with eight, uh, EpiPens, and apply uh, administer CPR when needed. Wow, that's amazing. And, and Dr. Thomas, you've got over 1,000 students here now, don't you, do you not? That's correct. Our official enrollment this year is 1,199, and that includes 175 in our Spring Hill campus, which is a preschool through sixth grade up in Spring Hill. And, and that number is pre-K all the way through 12th grade, correct? That's correct. That's right. A record number for us. We were 1154 last year, and we just have a few empty seats, not many at all, waiting lists in most grades. So we're thankful for that uh, opportunity to get to touch all those lives of those students. Wow, that's amazing. We've also got here with us Randall Robbie, Chief Executive of Iconis uh, Safety uh, Company, Emergency Management Company. And, uh, Mr. Robbie, I understand you were able to work with CA to obtain a state grant for this additional safety equipment. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So Columbia Academy reached out to us uh, as a vendor to, to help them put together a grant application through the state's GEAR funding that was made available to non-public schools. GEAR being a grant program. It's a grant program. It's the governor's emergency education funding. And so uh, we were able to work with them to put together that uh, 
that grant application and then secure uh, this additional safety equipment for their campus. That's amazing. Now, Iconis, I take it, works with all sorts of organizations for safety. Can you tell us about that? Sure, we do. We're an all-hazards emergency management company. We help everyone from private sector to public sector, schools, uh, education institutions to to military, uh, put together their emergency and and safety and disaster plans and then help them train and, and organize themselves and then equip themselves to be able to respond to and recover from emergencies and disasters. Okay, and put it all together, and Columbia Academy is in a better place to provide for the safety uh, of its students and to respond to emergencies as they may arise or hopefully don't arise, but they will. <laughs> and again, well, what's that, Ben Jones? Inevitably, yes, sir. We've had, uh, I mean, you, you can't uh, stop just nicks and boo-boos and just, you know, people tripping and falling. So, But when, if, when, when that does happen now, we can respond to it that much quicker. Yeah, when you've got over a thousand kids, uh, the odds are something's going to happen. So y'all are prepared now. Uh, Dr. Thomas, again, congratulations on this new equipment and uh, your record enrollment and what's going on here at CA. Thank you so much, Delk. We appreciate you coming and being part of this, letting us share this with the community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Robbie. Thank you, Ben Jones. Dr. Brett C. Norman, a specialist in pulmonary and critical care medicine, is now seeing, seeing patients by appointment at Murray Regional Medical Group Pulmonary and Critical Care. Dr. Norman joined the medical staff in 2018 as a critical care physician in the hospital setting and recently broadened the scope of his practice to include outpatient services. Dr. Norman received his medical degree from the University of Texas at San Antonio. He completed an internship and residency in internal medicine at the University of Washington Hospitals in Seattle. Dr. Norman completed a fellowship in pulmonary and critical care medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. He is board certified in internal medicine, pulmonary disease, and critical care medicine. Murray Regional Medical Group Pulmonary and Critical Care is located in Suite 503 of the Medical Office Building, located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. For more information, call 931-490-7775. In other Murray Regional news, several Murray Regional health practices were rewarded recently for their commitment to providing health care services to rural and underserved communities. Murray Regional Medical Group's Rural Health Clinics, or RHCs, received reaccreditation with exemplary provider status after a recent on-site evaluation conducted by the Compliance Team, Incorporated. Likewise, the organization's Federally Qualified Health Center, or FQHC, practices received recognition by the National Committee for Quality Assurance in its Patient-Centered Medical Home Program. We're extremely proud to earn these reaccreditations, said Nathan Miller, interim president of Murray Regional Medical Group, providing access to exceptional health care for our entire community, especially those who are underserved in our community, is important to us. I want to thank our team for their hard work and dedication to our patients, he said. The RHC practices were judged during an on-site evaluation on their compliance with TCT's patient care practices and comprehensive quality standards. The reaccreditation is valid for three years. The Rural Health Clinics program was created in 1977 to address, address the unmet health care needs in rural America. Rural health clinics receive enhanced Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements, and all rural health clinics must utilize the skills of a physician, assistant, or nurse practitioner and focus on primary care. There are more than 5,300 federally certified rural health clinics that provide primary care services to more than 37.7 million people in 45 states. 
The practices awarded RHC reaccreditation include Murray Regional Medical Group's OBGYN, Primary Care and Pediatrics, Pulmonary and Critical Care, Primary Care, care Suite 403, Rheumatology, Endocrinology, Primary Care in Mount Pleasant, Primary Care in Spring Hill, Urgent Care in North Columbia, and Urgent Care in Columbia. NCQA is an independent nonprofit organization that accredits and certifies a wide range of healthcare organizations. Its patient centered medical home program was developed to assess whether clinician practices are functioning as medical homes and recognize them for these efforts. It reflects the input of the American College of Physicians, American Academy of Family Physicians, American Academy of Pediatrics, and American Osteopathic Association, and others. The NCQA patient-centered medical home standards emphasize the use of systematic, patient-centered, coordinated care that supports access, communication, and patient involvement. Murray Regional Medical Group's designated FQHC practices include Prime Care Clinic in Columbia, Lewis Health Center in Hohenwald, Lewisburg Pediatrics, Lewisburg Family Practice, Primary Care Waynesboro, and Murray Regional Medical Group Primary Care in Collinwood. Physicians and nurse practitioners at these locations are provided by Murray Regional Medical Group. To learn more about Murray Regional Health's FQHC practices, visit www.murrayregional.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Billy Keith Martin Sr., 91, a retired sergeant with the Tennessee Highway Patrol and a resident of Columbia, died Monday, August 28th at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services will be conducted on Thursday at 2 p.m. at Graymere Church of Christ. Burial will follow in Haynes Cemetery. Honors will be provided by Tennessee Highway Patrol Honor Guard. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 12 p.m. until service time at the church. Betty Ruth Berry Bates, 89, a retired bookkeeper for Bel Air Healthcare and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, August 26th at Life Care of Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Pleasant Mount Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. George Otis Cochran, 90, retired employee of Ford Motor Company, a custodian for Kaiser Elementary School and a resident of Ypsilanti, Michigan, died Saturday, August 26th at Angela Hospice in Livonia, Michigan. Graveside service for Mr. Cochran will be held at 11 a.m. on Friday, September 1st at Anderson Stevenson Hunt Cemetery in Hickman County. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Janice Gilly of Atlanta, Georgia, passed away on August 26th. A memorial service for her will be held on Friday, September 1st at 3 p.m. at St. Peter's Episcopal Church, located at 311 West 7th Street in Columbia. Burial will follow in St. John's Churchyard at Ashwood. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 2 p.m. until service time at the church. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. 
At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of clouds and sun today with a stray shower or thunderstorm possible. The high will be 84 degrees with winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly clear skies with a low of around 60 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. The fair is back. Murray County Fair returns August 31st to September 4th. Rodeo air, jump and run competitions, and motocross. Check out live exotic animals and science shows in the free kids zone. And enjoy all the carnival rides, games, and food you know and love. Livestock shows, exhibitor competitions, the rodeo, and so much more. Don't miss the Murray County Fair, August 31st to September 4th. On Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Exposition and online at murraycountyfair.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A new report from the Tennessee Department of Health shows that the state's kindergartner vaccination rates continued to plummet last year, helped by sharply rising rates of religious exemptions from co- with, that coincided with the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Davidson County had a vaccination rate of 92.5 percent last year, below the state goal rate of 95 percent. 32 schools in Davidson County had rates below 90 percent, which experts say is a rate that could lead to breakthrough diseases such as measles. The statewide rate for public school students was 93.5 percent, the lowest rate in at least five years, according to the report. In 2020, the statewide average was 95.4 percent. Private school student rates increased slightly from 89.4 percent to 91.1 percent. Religious exemptions from required immunizations in Tennessee jumped from 1.8% in 2020 to 3% in 2022. Again, this is the highest rate in at least five years, according to the Department of Health. I think there's probably a kind of COVID vaccine effect that's playing a role here, because I don't think it's a coincidence that the vaccination rates have gone down over the past couple of years when the COVID vaccine got introduced, said Dr. Joseph Gigante, a professor of pediatrics at Vanderbilt University. It's not just Tennessee. Public health agencies have been sounding the alarm about declining vaccination rates since the pandemic and worry that it could lead to outbreaks of dangerous vaccine-preventable viruses. A recent measles outbreak in central Ohio sickened 85 mostly unvaccinated children, 36 of whom required hospitalizations, according to news reports. The Tennessee Department of Health officially recommends vaccinations for children. Two Lawrence County officers who have been indicted on five counts of federal civil rights and obstruction charges are asking for a continuance in their case, which came after the two allegedly slammed a 61-year-old man to the ground during an October of 2020 traffic stop. Sheriff's investigators Zach Ferguson and Deputy Eric Caperton are scheduled to go on trial October 10th after being indicted on one count for allegedly pulling the victim from his van and throwing him on the ground, causing the man's head to strike the pavement. Two counts allege the two officers lied while filing their use of force reports after the incident, claiming the victim was on his knees when they removed him from his van and failing to disclose that they threw him on the ground and struck him multiple times on the head. The final two counts allege the officers lied to criminal investigators when they said the victim's upper body never touched the ground during the arrest and that he sustained injuries from their punches while still in the van. 
If convicted, Ferguson and Caperton face a maximum of 10 years in prison for the excessive force charge and up to 20 years for the obstruction charges. They face up to three years of supervised release and a fine of up to $250,000. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Middle Tennessee will have a unique opportunity to take a peek behind the seams at global superstar Dolly Parton's iconic outfits in a special exhibition at Lipscomb University this fall. Lipscomb University's Department of Fashion and Design presents Dolly Parton and the Makers, My Life in Rhinestones, from October 31st to December 9th in the John C. Hutchison Gallery in the university's Beeman Library. Tickets for the fashion exhibition are $25 per person for the 45-minute tour. The exhibit will feature 25 of Parton's fashions from throughout her storied career and will highlight the makers behind the looks, the songs, the stories, and the true magic that happens behind the scenes. For tickets, visit www.lipscomb.edu forward slash art. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.